What about those judgmental hypocrites? Welcome to the What About podcast, where we're going to explore some of the most common and commonly debated questions about life and following Jesus. Not going to claim to have all the answers, but I think we've got a pretty good feel on which questions to ask. So today we talk about what is probably one of the most quoted passages in the Bible, especially from people who only know a little bit about the Bible. It's the idea that we should not judge, and it comes from Matthew 7, verses 1 and 2, judge not that you be not judged. And you know, I understand the sentiment, and I think you probably do too. We don't want to um, be judged a lot of times. We definitely don't want to come across as judgy people. But I don't think we can go through life. In fact, I'm really sure that we can't go through life without exercising some kind of judgment. I mean, think about it. Without judgment, no teacher has the right to grade a test or an essay or anything else. Without judgment, no citizen could ever sit on a jury or hold a criminal accountable for what's been done. No police officer would be able to tell you that you're driving on the wrong side of the road at an incredibly high rate of speed. And so judgment in life is needed. In fact, a lot of times it's necessary and it's really beneficial for us. Think about it. The guy who started looking at websites and later went on to cheat on his wife or solicit a prostitute wishes that he would have been, quote, judged a little bit earlier in his life. The one who started drinking a little and then a lot and now can't make it a day without one wishes probably that somebody would have judged him earlier in his life so that he would stop a pattern of destructive decisions. And so you and I need judgment in our lives. Now, maybe we don't need the kind of judgment that really turns people off and rubs people the wrong way, but we need to figure out what is this idea about judging? What does the Bible really say about judging other people? Well, not a whole lot. In fact, there were about four times when Jesus uh, taught about judgment. One of them was in Matthew 7. Um, The other ones, you know, follow that teaching pretty closely. We have to, like in the same passage in Matthew 7, verse 15, he talks about, you will know a false prophet by the fruit that they bear. Well, that, you know, needs a bit of judgment. In John 7, he talks about something called a righteous judgment, not by appearances only. In Luke 16, he's judging when he tells the Pharisees that they are justifying themselves. Who is he to judge them, people may ask. And then in Matthew 18, when he talks about confronting a brother that sins against us, that that has to include some sort, some kind of judgment. And so there are uh, some judgment passages that need to be maybe untwisted a little bit, maybe need to figure out what exactly they're talking about. What I can be sure of is that Jesus is not telling us to stop showing discernment in our lives. He's not telling us to stop looking for ways to improve our lives, but he is saying something about judging others. He's saying that we should not judge superficially by mere appearances. That's in John 7 verse 24, but we should judge correctly. Making a judgment based on words or actions or fruit in life is not a superficial judgment. That is based on reality. Superficial judgment, probably though, outside of that, is the most common form of it. We have to exercise some judgment in life, but we can't do it based on superficial things. We can't, in other words, size people up 
and declare them guilty or useless or worthless without really knowing who they are and what causes them to act in certain ways. We can't condemn people, declare them guilty, decide they're not good enough. That's not my job. I can't size them up and write them off without considering their whole context. What they're doing makes sense to them. That's why they do it. And maybe most importantly, we can't size them up and walk away without helping them and challenging them and confronting what destructive patterns may be in their lives. Jesus teaches, judge not, but it's not a overlook the sins of everybody else. Not all judging is wrong, but superficial judgment always is. There's also something to be said about a hypocritical kind of judgment. In Romans 2, uh, Paul talks about how you think you can condemn, but you're just as bad. You're condemning yourself. You do the very same things, and so you should really think about turning from your own sin. There's always a temptation to accuse others while we excuse ourselves. Oftentimes, we may find that our harshest judgments reveal our deepest weaknesses. And so we've got to exercise judgment in life, but we can't judge as hypocrites. Maybe it's ignorance of our own sin, or maybe it's arrogance that our own lives are just better than everybody else's, or it's jealousy because of what somebody else is doing that I don't get to do. But we look at somebody else and we judge them. That is really condemned in Scripture. And maybe most importantly in our world, is what Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 12, where he basically says that we don't judge the world. Now, we should practice some degree of judgment with our brothers and sisters in Christ, but I cannot expect non-Christians to behave like Christians. I can't expect somebody who doesn't follow Jesus to live by the standards of Jesus. Those outside of Christ, my opinion, and I would say the opinion of Jesus as well, those outside of Christ need love, not just correction. All truth and no grace turns people away. It increases negative opinions of non-Christians, creates more roadblocks to faith. On the flip side, all grace, no truth, leads to a license to sin. And that doesn't do any good either. That just causes more and more and more problems. And so we must exercise judgment in life. We can't expect non-Christians, though, to live like Christians are supposed to live. I hate this fact, but I believe that it is a fact that pointing out mistakes and sins, that doesn't often change people. It makes them defensive. What does change people is introducing them to a God. That's a better idea. So what do we do with a verse like Matthew 7 verses 1 and 2 that tells us to quit judging others? That's a great question. And there are several answers. Like, If I'm the self-righteous judge that sizes people up and writes them off, then I need to repent of that sin in my life. When we size people up, our first thought ought to be less about judgment, more about love. We should become more aware of our own sins and remove the planks from our own eyes before we start talking about somebody else's. If I'm the judge that sizes people up and I walk away without helping them, then maybe I need to think about how I can lovingly confront the sin in somebody else's life. Now, nobody likes to have that talk, but whenever we think about them and we think about their lives, we shouldn't get away with, man, I'm glad I'm not like them. That attitude's condemned in Scripture. When one of the members in our family is caught up in a destructive sin, it's our business to help remove that speck from their lives, but not before I get rid of my plank. And finally, if I'm the person who has been sized up and judged and condemned and written off, if I'm the one who is quoted, you shouldn't judge, then maybe I need to listen. You can't judge me is a normal response, but maybe you realize that something is still wrong and needs to change in your life. 
Maybe it's true that the person who's trying to confront you or me about something in our lives is doing the best that they can do to love us. They just may not be very good at it, and I'm not so sure that any of us are great at it. But maybe there's something to what they've said. Hey, it's a tricky subject, and that's why so many people ask about it. But judgment is good if it's used in the right way.